Blog Talk Radio. The potential for greatness lives with each of us. I dare. Thanks for joining us at I Dare Outdoors on Blog Talk Radio. Heard worldwide to over one million listeners with your lovely host, Nikki Dare. Nikki Dare, author of the Audacity of Veracity I Dare series at www.nikkidarebooks.com. Columnist of Women in the Field on California's Outdoors Fishing and Hunting since 1953, Western Outdoor News. I Dare was born of personal hardship, triumph, and the desire to succeed. I Dare, the acronym for Integrity, Diversity, Adaptation, Resilience, and Empowerment and is the hallmark of Nikki Dare's life. Derived from learning to evolve through difficulties, without obstacles, we never would know the true meaning of success or feel the exaltation of triumphing over adversity. Nikki's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose and live your life best by unearthing your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. It's our personal empowerment and unlocking your personal potential. But most of all, It's about living a lifestyle in adventures in the outdoors, a way of life. And now, here's your lovely host, Nikki Dare. Historically, tsunamis are rare events, but the damage they can cause can be great, so great. Thus, proper planning for their consequences is hugely important. A tsunami is a naturally occurring series of ocean waves resulting from a fast, rapid, large-scale disturbance in a body of water, ocean, caused by earthquakes, landslides, volcanic eruptions, and meteorite impacts. Hi, everybody. Glad you can join me again. I am Nikki Dare, your host of IDEA Radio, home for safety awareness, emergency preparedness, outdoor survival, empowerment, and education. Let's keep it here for the next 30 minutes. I, I hope it's less than that. I promise it won't be too long. All right, topic today is one of my very favorites. I think I have a few, as you already know, if you are loyal listeners. But this one I really hold close to my heart simply because it is one that involves safety and what matters the most for me and my loved ones. Uh, Topic of disaster preparedness. And more so, you know, in discussing about how to reduce impacts of disaster. Uh, Basically, prepare yourself. Safety and saving lives through knowledge. And it is a knowledge that we can certainly share and pass on to others which can save lives. So I have mentioned uh, in my recent podcast some occurrences of tsunamis took place on the other side of the globe, um, namely Sumatra Island. I I mentioned that um, it occurred back in 2004, and also the recent tsunami I want to was mentioned here is Japan, back in Japan in 2011. The December 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami had uh, killed more than 230,000, a quarter million almost, uh, people, was preceded by a magnitude of earthquake, um, 9.3 earthquake. These events um, obviously had brought huge attention to many who live in coastal areas around the world. And I want to share with you all what is tsunami. I know that I just 
mention what tsunami is. I've said it this before and described it many times already. I want to just touch base on this topic in my podcast here, just because it is, um, uh, you know, it, it, it not just because it is an awareness campaign right now by FEMA, Region 9, we're, they're extending it to, um, I think, to as early April uh, in a couple more days. But in the past couple couple weeks, two, three weeks, we've already done a lot of campaigns, awareness on this subject, tsunami preparedness. Tsunami is naturally occurring series of waves, uh, as I mentioned, and um, it's the most common triggering events are the earthquakes below or near the ocean floor. The ocean, the plates are moving, as you already know, a ring of fire back in the uh, the other side of the globe, uh, Indian Ocean. But a tsunami can also be created by volcanic activity, as mentioned before, landslides, undersea slumps, uh, impacts of extraterrestrial objects. Now, this is ET. I, I, I'm not joking. This is uh, the reference they call it. Um, it's a credible resource from FEMA, but they call extraterrestrial objects. It's unknown, basically. The waves created by this disturbance uh, propagate away from the source. Since these are pressure waves within the water, as opposed to the wind-generated surface waves, they can travel at um, hundreds and hundreds of miles per hour. You can see the huge impact on this. In deep water, the waves are gentle sea surface, obviously, slopes that can be unnoticeable. Um, But as the waves approach the shallower waters of the coast, um, nevertheless, the velocity decreases with the height increases. We call it surge. You know, some of the posters that I have, the flyers that we pass out to the public when we uh, talk at workshops or at the uh, local coastal areas. I mean, these are very obvious. Is you know, watch for this and look for the vertical, vertical, um, seek for vertical evacuation. Basically, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into detail, elaborate more on that. The uh, vertical evacuation. Uh, strategies and all of that. Upon reaching the shoreline, the waves can be reached at the hazardous height and force. Now, that's the most important key there, the force, penetrating inland, damaging structures and flooding. Um, that's what what they call tsunami in normally in dry areas. And that's that's what we're looking for, you know, like it, it comes out at such height, huge, just huge impact, and then it goes back again to the ocean like you wouldn't believe, and then go goes back again again to the inland, to the dry, normally dry areas. Some of the important notes we took away learning about past tsunamis are just like any other disaster preparedness is preparation, basic preparation. You know, we human beings cannot stop Mother Nature. She is pissed, she is pissed. I mean, you know, we just know how to take care of ourselves. Excuse my French. But, um, you know, I'm trying to fight the combat, combating the uh, the complacency in all of us here, including myself, um, that it won't happen to me, it won't happen to us, it won't happen to them, it won't happen to anybody. But yes, it does happen. It's a matter of when, no longer if. And we already know that. And I, I preach about this over and over again, almost decades now, that it's just a matter of time. Uh, here in California, San Andreas Fault, I mean, it, it just, boom, come, you know. It, we've seen it before, 1994, earthquake down here in uh, Northridge. And a lot of us were just saying, oh, my goodness, it's coming, you know, again, the bigger one. But, um, yes, yeah, and Andrea's fault. we got to watch out for that. But coastal, going back to the coastal areas, uh, with tsunami, key point is vertical evacuation. Seek higher grounds. All of this 
are elaborately displayed, demonstrated, um, you know, illustrated on all of the flyers that we hand out to you all. And it is on our website, idealworld.com. You can, you know, download it for free and everything like that and cut and paste it and everything and um, post it around your house. Um, share it with your neighbors, share it with your workers, you know, co- co- co-workers and uh, teammates, teamwork, and all of that, you know. I mean, is this knowledge is power. you got to share this information to everybody, to anybody that you know that you, you care about. All right, going back to the SIG higher, higher grounds, vertical evacuation, is that in some locations, higher, higher ground may not, may not exist, may not, be, may, not, may not be available, or tsunamis triggered by local events, incidents may not allow sufficient warning times for the communities, for the local residents around the coastal areas, particularly coastal communities, to evacuate to higher grounds. Basically, you all won't see. Basically, what I'm saying here is that, okay, you live around the area, and coastal area, and then, you know, you see it coming, uh, whatever alert system that you have, and there's no such thing as a higher ground. The potential solutions vertical evacuation into the upper levels of any structures designed to resist the effects of the tsunami forces, meaning that, you know, um, just go upstairs, go, go to the higher ground. So what do we mean by the vertical evacuation to upper level structures? You want to look for resilient structures, obviously nothing that's, you know, wobbly or um, floppy or whatever that's endangering you at the end, you know. Um, you don't want to do that. You, you want to see something that's resilient to the effects of tsunami forces or wave, waves. This is a building or a higher ground earthen mound that has sufficient height to elevate the level of tsunami inundation. Um, and it is therefore designed and constructed with the strength and re- resiliency um, required to resist the effects of these waves because as you already see some of the uh, illustration or the videos of tsunami videos which I'm you know I think I have a couple of them on my website uh, idealworld.com but I'm going to post some of it and share it with you all it, it's just inundated it's just overwhelming it's just um, it's huge unpredictable I mean it's it's, it's beyond comprehend, comprehensive you know um, I I grew up in Texas since I was, you know, four or five years old. Um, I came from an island, Java Island, and, uh, you know, unfor- uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I should say, I've never experienced tsunami back then when I, when I was there. Um, however, I've seen it, I've heard it, I've, you know, people have told me about this, I've seen and talked to the survivors, to the victims, um, the way they described it to me. Um, it's incredible, it's overwhelming. And I think that's part of the reason why I, you know, I prompted to uh, uh, include this tsunami preparedness, and it's a must. I mean, you know, it, it's just a common sense that you want to include this as your disaster preparedness, especially when you live in the coastal areas. And as an individual myself, and as a CERT member myself, um, very passionate about this topic, just as a whole, disaster preparedness, preparing your, ourselves to reducing impacts of disasters. And getting, you know, getting everybody in and creating and promoting this awareness as a continued effort. Um, I'm very passionate, you know, not just because I've experienced it in a way, you know, thunderstorm, um, hurricane, uh, flooding, but it's just that, you know, if you can pass it on, pass it on. Uh, you want to share it, and that's what it's all about: creating the awareness as a uh, community, um, passionate person, and compassion. And being empathetic, you know, 
empathetic <laughs> was the word that I'm looking for. But let's go back to here again. Um, the famous tsunamis. There are categories of this, believe it or not. Tsunamis can be categorized by the distance of the location of the triggering event at the time it takes to the, you know, takes the waste to reach at a given, you know, land at a given to the given location, given site. So category one is a is a far source generated tsunami. Um, what they meant by this is that is one that originates from a source that is far away from the site of interest and takes a couple hours or even longer after the triggering event to arrive, to land, basically. Um, so the originating earthquake or landslide, let's say, will likely not be felt before the first wave arrives. So the warning will come from the Tsunami Warning Center, right? Um, you'll be warned. And I, I, I think I mentioned this also in podcast. I know it's just a side note right now um, to you all that I noticed in, throughout, you know, driving when I was doing the uh, the Santa Barbara and also Ventura, uh, more towards that side, Marina del Rey and Santa Monica, but more towards Santa Barbara, I noticed that um, I haven't driven that um, maybe in a, in a in a year or so, maybe less than that, maybe. But I've I'm I'm starting to realize. Yes, I was doing using my uh, situational awareness, my yellow condition, right? <laughs> condition yellow mindset. Um, realized there was a post that says uh, tsunami zone or tsunami evacuation zone starts here or something like that, way there, and you can see it off the freeway. I thought that was that was um, interesting. That just you know, a point I want to make that, yes, as a community, we're all, you know, obviously the cities, the uh, the jurisdiction, the county lines, the county people, and all of this, uh, we're all in it together. We are realizing how important it is for the residents uh, in the coastal communities to, to start, you know, triggering and to start preparing ourselves uh, is a matter of when, not if. I think it's um, you know than than not better more prepared than not basically, and then get as much uh, knowledge as you can get. They're all for free, you guys. So you know you can just you know either call me if you don't understand what I'm saying right now. I talk too fast. I hope not. All right. So going back again, uh, the warning would generally give a population to to everybody residents to evacuate to safe higher ground, but the but the tsunami can still cause significant damages. We already learned this from all the past. Um, you know, uh, tsunamis events that took place. For example, the uh, December 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami, Sri Lanka suffered also major major damage, um, despite that they were like located what about a thousand miles from where the earthquake uh, took place when they uh, triggered the tsunami. I just just give you an idea, you know, put your mind in perspective. Is this is a worldwide thing. This is uh, a Mother Nature kind of thing. You know, you cannot prevent it. I mean, you can only, like, uh, prepare yourself, all right? Um, I'm, like I said, I'm very passionate about this subject, and it's the complacency that we just need to avoid, that we just need to kind of brush off a little bit and say, you know, it could happen. Um, You know, it could be your lucky day today, and it could happen today, right? So moving on, category number two, a mid-source Generate tsunami, uh, the middle source basically, not the far. The far was the first one. The second one is the mid source. Generate tsunami. 
is one where the source is somewhat closer to the side of interest to to where you are to look yeah to the side of interest but not close enough for the effects for that triggering event to be felt at the site meaning just right there in the middle i want to say about arriving between 30 minutes and a couple hours of the triggering event um would be expected to arrive between half an hour basically um, because the the first one was takes like about a couple hours or even longer, so this is more like a half an hour kind of guy. <laughs> you know, the bad boy is coming. It's like, oh, 30 more minutes. The tsunami warning center can give a timely warning that needs to if this is so happened. Um, the, the 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 next one is the near source generated tsunami, and that is not not good. Um, that's originated from source that is close to the site of interest and arrives within 30 minutes, even even sooner than that. And I think we saw that before too. Uh, the side of interest miles experience effects a triggering event. So it's, there's three of them, three different types of categories. A far source generated tsunami that takes about a couple hours or even longer after the trigger event to arrive. Uh, the mid source uh, would be expected about half an hour, 30 minutes to hours um, after the trigger event. The near source is within 30 minutes. That's quick really quick um, although it is considered a rare event and we know this tsunamis occur on a regular basis around the world it is a universal you know concern we're all in this together um, like I said I came all the way from Java Island and uh, grew up in Texas and I'm now in Southern California I've seen different kinds of weather um, you know, I spent more time, you know, maybe take trips and everything to Alaska where it's snowing also there. Um, Colorado, uh, you know, the East Coast uh, weather as well. The s- snowstorm, I-, I was trying to say. Uh, the West Coast is more flood, fire. We- we're all in this together. It, it is called disaster preparedness, emergency, um, you know, preparation for yourself, for your family, also for your business. Uh, I think we touched base on that, but I'm not going to go elaborate on the business side of it. Um, I probably need to uh, have a, a different separate podcast on that. All right, because there's so many things I want to talk about in that su- subject as well, in that category, category of that area. All right, so tsunamis occur on a regular basis around the world. We already know that. We witnessed that. Um, although we all say it's considered you know, rare events, you know, it doesn't happen too, too often. Um, as the other natural disaster I just I just um, described, I just listed, you know, fire, flood, snowstorm, and all that good stuff. Now, communities on a coastline may be at risk from a tsunami. So, these are my uh, my audiences who I'm talking to, right? Um, between, you know what? I want to uh, also talk touch base before I move on. Um, some of the histories and some of the number statistics that I gather from NOAA and also FEMA, obviously. But between 1960 and 2008, the percentage increase in population um, on the U.S. coastline, 84%, was a little bit larger than 70% or, or for non, 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 you know, not the coastline uh, county, 64%. So among the coastline regions, the percentage increase in population in the Gulf, Mexico, 150%, and the Pacific, Side Pacific Ocean, 110 percent. Um, it it just you know outpacing the gains for the Atlantic region, which is 56 percent. So the Pacific is like 110, but Gulf Mexico is um, holding the highest percentage. 
Um, the Atlantic region added the most new coastline residents. Um, I depicted these numbers uh, between 1990s and the, the, the aftermath of 2000 years period, periods. Coastal water and territorial sea include portions of the oceans, Gulf Mexico, Caribbean Sea, the Bering Sea, but it doesn't include the Great Lakes. Now, according to NOAA, I got this credible data, there are 254 coastline counties stretching across parts of 23 states and covering 561,435 uh, 561, square miles. Uh, wow, that's a huge. Coastline counties are located in the three coastline regions, the Atlantic, Gulf Mexico, and Pacific. The Atlantic coastline region has 129 counties, Gulf Mexico 56, and Pacific 69 counties. The so Atlantic stretches a lot more, um, cover more counties there. Now, as of 2003, 153 million people resided in more than 500 U.S. county jurisdictions, each uh, with one or more coastal communities. So. Just giving you a, a quick perspective, you know, numbers-wise, percentage-wise, um, what's the population, you know, has been increased uh, significantly, and also, um, you know, the numbers, you know, how many people ha uh, residing live in the coastal areas. And those are the folks that need to pay more attention to uh, this preparedness, so to speak. All right. So... Anyway, moving on, a great first step to include in your emergency plan, since we're on that subject, you know, creating your getting, getting your emergency plan together, look information about emergency plan in places where you and your family spend time most. At work, maybe you have little ones still at daycare, and at school, obviously. If there's no plan exists, the following simple steps can help you begin developing your family emergency, uh, I'll call it family emergency communication plan. Um, the reason why I just don't want to call it family emergency because there's communication um, uh, factor into this. You know, communication is so important, hugely important when it comes to uh, emergency and situation like this in the event of panic and crisis. So identify an out-of-town uh, contact. It may be easier to make a long-distance phone call than to call across town. That is true. So an out-of-town contact may be in a better position to communicate with you among separated family members. Now, I, I must say something, too, in this, in this note that, you know, if you have listened to my uh, podcast, I don't know, so many years ago, I did mention that simulate it, simulate it, simulate it, simulate your emergency evacuation plans, you know, communication plan with your family members. Um, if you still live with, still live with your children, you know, still with your children, get them involved. And guess what? There's another factor in this. Your pets, your animals, your dogs, your cats, your even, I have a turtle. So, yeah, she knows what to do in case of emergency, right? Um, you got to have to play it out with your animals also. They have feelings as well. They know when these things happen. Uh, your animals, you go walk around with them around the coastline as well if you have a dog. Um, they're very sensitive. They're sensitive uh, beings, you know, how they're human beings, just like us human beings. So um, include them uh, in your simulation, in your go-to, in your um, uh, drill, simulation drill, when you act it out with your family members as well. That is an important point, you guys. 
please take note on that. All right, don't leave those animals behind, and don't um, take them for granted. Like you know, they don't really need to know these things. Um, in, in fact, uh, make sure that you already have a go-to bag for them too, as well. Um, I think I did mention that quite often in my past podcast, and it is very important to uh, make them aware as well. All right, so be sure you every. I'm sorry. Be sure every member of your family knows the phone number. Um, and has a cell phone coins and prepaid phone car cards um, to call for emergency contact. If you have cell phone, program that person um, as your eyes. I stands for in case of emergency in your phone. If you are in an accident, emergency personnel will often check your eyes listing in order to get a hold of someone you know. Believe me, they are being trained. They are trained uh, emergency personnel. They will check that first. Make sure you tell your family and friends that you have listed them as emergency contacts. Hello? <laughs> Duh. Right. It's not that um, you don't ca- uh, contact um, Auntie Carol, and Auntie Carol got a phone call from God knows who, and then she's like, who, what? Right. So you need to let your family members also know, uh, even if you don't talk to them anymore. Right. Teach family members how to use text messaging, also known as SMS, which is an acronym for short message service. Text messages can often get around network disruption when the phone call might not be able to get through. So learn all of this. Uh, play it smart. Uh, know your things. Know your zone. For, sh- for sure you know your zone. I touched base on that in my last podcast. Um, but that as far as get, gathering your information, gathering your uh, emergency contacts, be smart about it. Pick the right people. Um, your neighbors, you know, the ones that are actually going to help you, you know, not the ones that's going to get a phone call from somebody and they needed your your attention and then they go, no, I'm not going to help you. Um, be smart about it and then select the people accordingly and then let them know that you're doing these things, all right? In addition to being aware of your risk, learn what to do during diverse emergency situations. And here are some of the few tips to remember. And this is good to know, you guys. Um, I do have flyers. I do have basic guides of emergency um, preparedness as well on my website. And you can certainly also visit my my own personal website, which is NikkiDare.com. And I believe I have um, a couple things also in there as well. So here's some good um, useful tips to remember. When an earthquake hits, drop, cover, hold on. And here's why I say this three things. Drop to the ground. Take cover by getting under a sturdy, sturdy, steady desk, table, or other piece of furniture. If there's none around to get under, get down near an interior wall and cover your head and neck with your arms and hands, you know, as if that you're in a fittest position, like you're a baby and you go just, you know, hey, don't bother me, leave me alone kind of thing. Um, In that position, all right, like when you're in, mo- in your mother's tummy, <laughs> all right, when you're still like a little kid, all right, and then hold on, hold on to the furniture or to your head and neck until the shaking stops. That's what happens, what you should do. We recommend to do that when the earthquake hits. Now, I simulate this during our um, annual shakeout drill as well. I think it will happen, it has happened in the last few years that we have been participating in this earthquake drill nationally and also regionally. We're Region 9 in, in California. 
and we participated that um, annually in October, I believe. I'm not quite sure what date, but I can certainly give it to you guys and post it on my website. But it's um, typically, traditionally, it has been on the first week of October every year. All right, moving on. Pay attention to some of these tsunami warning signs, all right? A strong earthquake or one that lasts for 20 seconds or longer. The ocean withdraws or rises rapidly, you know, very fast. A loud, roaring sound like an airplane just, or even a train coming from the ocean. I think those of you who live in a coastal and had experienced these things know exactly what I'm saying. Tsunami warnings broadcast over TV and radio. Um, I think... I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to. Uh, don't confirm this, but I don't want to say it um, in details. But I've heard and I've seen it before. A an app that uh, one of the national emergency agency has released recently. But there is an app out there that um, even from NOAA also there is a alert on your handphone, cell phone. I'm, I'm saying. But then again, I mean, you know, cell phone probably might be out of out of reception, or you might be, um, you know, be out in a reception out there, but nearby the ocean. Uh, you know how that goes when you live in a coastal area, and then there might not be any reception sign when you happen to be out and about. All right, what what I'm trying to say is that just listen to the warnings, tsunami warnings that's given broadcast over TV and radio. The community sirens, the text message alerts also is available for you all. Text message alerts is very good, by the way. Um, beach lifeguards also, if you so happen to be out and about, like I said. Uh, NWS, National Weather Service Tsunami, Warning Center websites, and obviously, I love this NOAA, Weather Radio All Hazards. They have the most complete, most up-to-date, most legit, most credible information about anything that happened that ha- has to do anything with this with this topic. So need to go to their website. But like I said, I mean you can go to uh, National Weather Service as well um, on the Tsunami uh, Center Warning Center website, and text message alerts is available. All right. Well, uh, when is moving on? <laughs> when a tsunami hits, I mean I, I mentioned about the earthquake. Now when a tsunami hits. And hopefully you guys by this time already know to grab a uh, piece of paper and uh, and a pen or pencil. All right, when tsunami hits, keep calm. I know we tend to panic. Um, it's only normal. Uh, you're not the only one. I mean, it's just human being, you know, part of our traits. Um, keep calm. And one of the reason why uh, one of the reason why to to avoid being panic is simulation through drills. The more simulation, the more drills that you conduct, uh, you know, within yourself, within your family members as a family unit, is the less that you will become panicked. This is just proven already in any kind of sports, uh, diving, um, you know, skydiving, uh, any any kind of sports, you name it, shooting, you know, firearm shooting. Uh, there's a saying there in the firearms community, um, in, the, in the event of crisis, panic, that you got to have to fight and defend your life, I mean, defend yourself, basically, you're going to be half as good as your best training on the range. So keep that in mind. Keep calm. The way to keep calm is to simulate it often with your family members, all right? Those drills that you have is called a 
Family Emergency Communication communication plan. Immediately move to the local tsunami shelter using defined tsunami evacuation route. That's another thing I want you all to also remember that grab the map. Um, I think all city of where you live have uh, go to library, go to city of uh, city hall. They they will they will have that. Go to your fire station also. Uh, I think those guys will um, share this information with you too. But I think the best bet is to go to your city hall. Uh, like city of city of Ventura, Ventura Harbor will have that. They they have that in every um, uh, little kiosk there that they you know by by the harbor mar- marina center. They have stacks of them. Grab one of that, and that's a very good information where to go, how to do it, and everything else, the evacuation routes. So you need to learn the tsunami zones. You need to also learn the tsunami shelters where they provide these and the tsunami evacuation routes. If there are no evacuation routes defined, move to higher ground that is at least 100 feet in advance. In, I'm sorry, in elevation. I always said, how far do we do we have to go vertical, Nikki? It's like about 100 feet or above elevation, a mile inland and a mile inland. 100 feet elevation or a mile towards inland or to the highest floor of a sturdy building and stay there. Stay there because that is your safe location. If you're already in a safe location, stay there until the emergency personnel the uh, the pers- professional the, uh, the 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 those guys the in- uniform guys will um, you know will, will rescue you okay move by foot when possible do not drive this keeps the roads unobstructed for emergency vehicles stay tuned to NOAA weather radio or news broadcast for changes in tsunami alerts and stay away from the coast stay away from the coast guys. Stay from the coast and the low-lying areas until these local emergency officials say, say it's safe to return. So knowing the nature's warning signs, that's the next. Earthquake. Water receding or surging inland, what I was saying earlier. The water receding, like it kind of wipes it out and they're surging inland. And that's the sign that's your nature warning sign right there. A strange sound coming from the sea, like an airplane or a train, like I said earlier. So preparing yourself ahead of time. Set a meeting place with your family, with your neighbors, with your friends, with your staff. And I realize this, you know, I want to take you on a side note here, um, just my own personal experiences. When you go to Balboa Island, for example, it's very, very cozy, um, small um, you know, coastal community out there. Your neighbor is only like a hand away, you know, like an arm's length away. You know, have have them also simulate this drill. You know, have a uh, have like an uh, an outdoor like uh, or a patio. Um, you know, wine get together or barbecue get together with your neighbors. You know. You know, people in the coastal community, for example, like in the Balboa Island, like I, I was just saying earlier, um, you know, the, the, you guys live so close to each other. You know, have this communication, open communication with them. Uh, the more people that know how to prepare themselves, the better. It's a smart thing to do. It is a smart thing to do. Knowledge is power. Okay. And moving on, preparing ahead of time, backing up. Copy those important data and documents, 
boy, do we love to copy and import document, I document everything with my heart driver. Yeah, my caveman, my husband already knows that I, I'm that kind of person. Yeah, data, photos, anything that you want. Yeah, um, because you want to have time with that slow internet, right? Uh, there won't be any internet, by the way. Have an evacuation route and practice it. There you go. Have an evacuation route and practice it. Know your children's also school evacuation plan. You know, have a meeting place. Talk to them. Communicate these things with them, with the kids. Know where the evacuation zone. It is. It can be found, just so you know, it can be found at the front of the phone book. Um, typically, it's in the front of the phone book. I, I want to say the back. I think the back are just like coupons and stuff like that, I, I believe. But on the on the front, you, you can find all of these uh, numbers and everything or evacuation zone on your community, uh, coastal community areas there. If you haven't done so, please know these things. Please know your city evacuation zones and routes, shelters for your family, also for your pets. It is so important. It is so important. This also applied to ranch homes out there, properties with large spaces and everything for your horses, for example. I think you all agree with me on this. You know, knowing your city evacuation zones and routes, shelters for your family, also for your pets. All right, next, business preparedness. Like I said, I don't think I'm going to touch base on that subject because that's a whole lot of um, factors and variables that I need to elaborate, talking, discussing it, and everything like that. But pretty much um, you can imagine what it's all about, what it takes, right, to protect your business before, during, and after. Because I think the key to that is that how much time can you afford to lose, um, you know, to lose time until your business can get up again and running at a full speed, recovery speed. So until then, you guys, I can, that's all for me for now. Got to go. <laughs> so please learn these things. I want to keep it for 30 minutes, I promise. If you wish to attend our local free workshops, um, please do check our upcoming schedule if they are already available. Uh, if not, that it means that we don't have the dates posted yet or it's not confirmed yet. But feel free to check our our website, which is a nonprofit website, idareworld.com. That is I-D-A-R-E, like I dare you, I dare, world, like World Wide Web. So it's idareworld.com. And join us on any social media. Can you believe that? We're on social media too. Oh, my goodness. All right, Twitter, idareworld, Instagram, idareworld, Facebook, idareworld. We're trying to save our time to save the world, right? <laughs> to move mountains in between two. We welcome any donations or sponsorships or any future event sponsorships. If you uh, are interested in doing so, call us if you have any questions and want to learn more in that subject. Call us at 888-879-6718. That is, again, 888-879-6718. All right, guys, got to go. Stay vigilant. Use your situational awareness skills. Wow, I say that. Situational awareness skills that I taught you guys for decades now. And, nevertheless, watch your six and add surround sites also. Also watch your three, watch your nine, and watch your 12, guys. Use your 360-degree mindset. Why? Because our world is not linear. All right, got to go. See you next time. I am Nikki Dare signing off. God bless. You've been listening to I Dare Outdoors with your host, 
Nikki Dare, the founder of IDARE, Integrity of Diversity, Adaptation, Resilience, and Empowerment. She's an outdoor enthusiast, women's advocate, activist, CRT Community Emergency Response Team, FEMA, speaker, certified firearms instructor, RSO, and more. You can reach Nikki at radio at idareworld.com by phone 1-866-280-6888. Please visit her website, idareworld.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. Join us next time. Living in purpose and passion, Nikki Dare.